Hey everyone, and welcome to the 10th episode of Girls Love Game Day. Yes, 10 double digits. It is very, very, very exciting. However, we sadly do not have Riley on the podcast today. Uh, She just got back from her vacation to Turks and Caicos, and... This is, this, I'm recording this on a Saturday night at like 7.40. She just got back, as she, as she said, like around 6. And I'm like, I am not going to make you go from a long vacation to doing a podcast. So it is just me today. Um, today is the Super Bowl ep- episode edition, which you not. Um, we have some news. Obviously, the NFL news will end up dying down as the season goes on and then the MLB and NBA and NHL news will end up moving up. So, but first we will start with the NFL news because we actually have a bunch because the NFL honors awards were the other night. So, first to go in the NFL news, um, the NFL announces that there will be a game held in Madrid, Spain in the 2025 season. Um, the NFL is trying to really expand a bunch, expand their games all over the world and whatnot we have games in london we have games in germany and this next piece of information they will be having a game in brazil um but yeah they're looking to they're looking to hold their first game in madrid which i think is really amazing because the nfl just it can be such like a worldwide sport but it's just very like americanized in my opinion um so I would, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, hopefully it's the Lions because they have not had an overseas game, I believe, since 2015, which is, oh my gosh. And then speaking of the next thing, the Eagles win the Brazil game hosting sweepstakes. And I believe that it said that it will be played week one on a Friday, which is kind of crazy in my opinion. Um, the So we don't know who is going to be the Eagles' opponent? All we know is that the Eagles are hosting. Because, um, basically, so, what the whole, like, London and Germany games came before all of the all of the Brazil game. And, like, who we, like, we knew who was playing and whatnot. All of, like, the... London teams already knew that they were playing. The Brazil was kind of like last minute. So I don't know if the opposing team that's playing in Brazil knows if they're going to Brazil or not. Obviously, I don't have any inside info. But, I mean, I guess we'll see. Hoping to the Lions, but I prefer a home game. Um, Moving on to this, I know Riley will get kind of like... Not, I don't know that crazy about this, but I, I don't know if she heard about this, but she might find this crazy. But the Falcons owner basically stated that they never offered Belichick a head coaching job. So in past episodes, we've basically talked about the fact that, like, the Falcons flew Belichick down in, like, a plane and whatnot, and were, like, talking to him. But basically, the Falcons owner was like, but we never offered him a job. It's obviously pretty crazy because, I mean, they were looking and looking and looking, but they never offered, like, a literal goat the job. That's crazy to me. Uh, And then now on to, like, the NFL Honors Awards. There is a whole, whole bunch. Um, Lamar Jackson won his second MVP, and he is the youngest head, or he is the youngest quarterback, my bad, to win it twice. Um... That's crazy. I mean, Lamar and the Ravens had a phenomenal year this year. They were absolutely just, oh my gosh, they were, they were very, very good. Um, so I'm not surprised that Lamar won it. Um, I mean, normally the MVP kind of just tends to go to running backs and whatnot. So obviously... It was kind of a clear choice, in my opinion, but, you know. Um, And then C.J. Stroud won the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and then Will Anderson won the Defensive Rookie of the Year. I am not surprised by C.J. Stroud at all. Um, Again, tends to go more towards quarterback, Um, but C.J. Stroud had a great year, and even coming from a Lions fan, of course I would have liked to see Laporta 
or Gibbs, and even for Rams fans, like, Nakua, like, Puka Nakua, like, he, they, they were all tremendous and phenomenal this year, but again, tends to lean more towards quarterback, nothing against CJ Stroud, but that's just where a lot of the awards tend to go to, and then Will Anderson, I actually did not really watch him, um, so, because I never, like, spent my time watching the, um, I never, like, spent my time watching the, uh, the Texans, so it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know anything really about him, um, so I don't have a lot to say about that. Um, Christian McCaffrey won the Offensive Player of the Year, and then Miles Garrett won the Defensive Player of the Year, um... Christian McCaffrey was good. I'm not saying that he wasn't, but like, I don't know. Like, where was he? Those like, I, I okay. I know that like obviously they bounced back and they're in the Super Bowl now. But where was he when they had that three-game losing streak? And a three-game losing streak in any other sport is fine, but in football, it's almost like you're screwed. Like, where was he? Where was anybody? in that time frame, you know, I'm just, like, I'm just saying, and then, like, I don't know, you don't, I almost, like, feel, I feel like I prefer when he was on the Panthers, because, like, I liked McCaffrey on the Panthers, I don't hate him, but he's more of a threat, because, again, Lions got some beef with him, maybe not the Lions, but me, per se, um, and then Miles Garrett, he won the Defense Player of the Year. Um, I like Miles Garrett. He's a very good player. And again, it's not like I'm spending my time religiously watching Browns games to know much about what he does. I don't even really know his stats. So that is what I'm going to look up right now. Just because it's not, again, it's not like I spend my time watching Browns, um, watching Browns games. I know he's good. Like, but, like, even, like, from what I have versed him, he has, not like, me, not me specifically, but the Lions, he hasn't really done much, so let's see, um, okay, 14 sacks and four fumbles, okay, not, so not bad, not bad at all, <coughs> but, I don't know, I know TJ ended up not winning, um, I don't know what, I don't know if Steelers fans kind of think that was a snub. Um, again, it's not like I'm spending my time watching Steelers games, whatnot. I want to look at who led the league in sacks, though, if it does say, which I would, okay. Yes, okay, so, oh my god, so TJ Watt had 19 sacks. Miles Garrett isn't even in the top five. So, because then it goes TJ Watt. Then we have Josh Allen, not the cornerback. Or, sorry, not the quarterback. Oh, my gosh. The linebacker with 17 and a half, tied with Trey Hendrickson. He has 17 and a half. Khalil Mack had 17. And Danielle Hunter, or is it Danielle Hunter? Either or. My bad. He had 16 and a half. Again, like I said, Miles Garrett had 14. Because then you had him, even Max Crosby ahead of him. With 14 and a half. Now that I'm kind of really putting this into perspective. That. That is a five sack difference. From TJ to Miles. And I know. That. I believe that TJ ended up getting hurt. Near the end. But like. Wow. Maybe TJ did get snubbed. That's actually really interesting because I did not, and obviously I know that the whole defensive player of the year award is not based off of sacks, but when you look at defensive player of the year, sacks are taken into, like, are taken into who, what, like, who wins, like, largely. So, that's actually interesting. And then, Kevin Stefanski one coach of the year. Okay. 
one as a Lions fan, and two as just like what the heck. I don't. I do not think that he should have won this. And again, no hate towards Stefanski, but the Browns. Okay, I know that they made the playoffs, but they also got their booties beat against the Texans. Like, it really was embarrassing. The Browns were mid all year. Okay, they were 11-6. and six. Not bad, but you have better choices. You have so many better choices out there. I believe John Harbaugh, the best team in the league, 13-4, he didn't win. You have Dan Campbell, who, after having a 3-13-1 season, two years ago in 21, I went to 12 of those games that season. Like, and then they end up 12-5, and and then I think... I don't, I don't know if he was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I remember Shanahan being up for it too. Shanahan, he was 12-5 and five too. Like, there are just so many better options than Stefanski. Again, no hate towards Stefanski, but as a Lions, as a Lions lover... I just, there are better options because, okay, and this this will end up going into the next one. Joe Flacco won the Comeback Player of the Year. No freaking way. And I don't hate Joe Flacco at all. I really love what he's done for the Browns. However, hold up. <coughs> However... He brought them back for a few games. Like, yeah, he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, and then he was poop on the Jets. But, like, he played a few games, and he's all of a sudden the comeback player of the year. I know that he got him in the playoffs. But what about the player that legitimately died on the field and then returned to play. I don't care about the people that say, oh, like, yeah, um, he, like, didn't really do much. It doesn't matter. Like, there's just something so... There's just such a different storyline than playing a few games and taking your team to the playoffs. And then, therefore, your freaking coach wins coach of the year. Because you can't tell me that if Joe Flacco didn't come to the Browns and the Browns did not make the playoffs, you cannot tell me that Stefanski would have still won coach of the year. That's my take. I do not think that Stefanski would have won coach of the year if it was not for Joe Flacco taking them to the playoffs. If they had made it past the first round, I would have believed it a little more. If they didn't get their booties absolutely beat by the Texans, I would have believed it a little bit more. But they got their booties beat to the Texans. And I'm not putting shame on the Texans. I'm just saying, like, you can't tell me that he still would have won if it was not for Joe Flacco. And if it was not for Joe Flacco, I think that DeMar Hamlin would have been appear number one and I sure hope he would have been I was rooting for him to be the comeback player of the year because the storyline behind that is incredible I don't know that's just like where I'm kind of feeling with the whole thing I don't hate all of the choices but some of them were like eh. and then for the last like NFL honor award Cam Hayward won the Walter Payton of the year award um, I don't really know what he's done in, in the community opposed to the 31 other, um, honorees, so I can't comment on that. I'm sure he's done some great things. Obviously, the Lions fan, I was pulling for Frank Ragnow, but 
anyone who helped out in the community is just that is just such a great thing so that's why I love that they have that award because I love when people and especially players do things out in the community to help others it really makes me feel great and then the last part of the NFL news which it's like wow that was pretty quick but then it's like oh my gosh the NFL is literally coming to an end again I'm recording this on a Saturday so technically tomorrow oh that is so weird to say okay and the last one heck to the freaking yeah the NFC won the Pro Bowl flag games 64 to 59 I did not watch a single I okay I watched a little bit of that game but <laughs> I don't know like did like did they just have a whole bunch of touchdowns were they like were they all seven like I actually generally don't know because that's a crazy game in football um in basketball it's the low scoring game but in football it's like what so it's like like did they go by seven and obviously I know that the defense is not played but as someone who's been to the Pro Bowl three times in every single year the AFC won it, it, I was getting a little sick of it, and the NFC winning makes my day, because every single year, I would go to Camping World Stadium in Orlando, sit through the rain, it rained like every year, and I would just watch either the NFC get obliterated, or it be very close, but still losing in the end. So, that was not fun for me. (coughs) I do not know why my throat is so, like, crazy. Um, I probably need water, but I'm literally recording in the middle right now. So, yeah. Again, as an NFC girly, very, very happy. So, that is the, obviously, the end of the NFL news. Next week's NFL news will be literally so short. It'll be, like, who won the Super Bowl, who the MVP was, like, what the stats of the game were. Maybe we'll talk about our favorite ad. Maybe we'll talk about Usher. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But, I don't know. That'll, like, practically be our entire NFL. And then we'll go on to all the other stuff. Because MLB Spring Training is very, very, very close, which is so exciting. So, speaking of MLB, moving on to the MLB news, um, we have a few, actually some pretty good news. So, um, pitcher Corey Kluber, he ended up retiring after 13 seasons and two Cy Young Awards. Um, Cy Young, okay, I never really watched Corey Kluber, because if you guys, like, I know who Corey Kluber is, but if you guys know me, um, you know my backstory about me being an MLB fan, I have not been, or I started becoming an MLB fan in the 21 season, but it was late 21, um, so I, like, all of those, like, 2010 players, I did not know, like, practically any of them, so, you know, don't, don't hate on me, but I do know Corey Kluber, um, I don't know how Riley feels about this. Hold up. Because <coughs> um, he was on the Sox. So we'll have to ask. Maybe she'll maybe she'll comment about it next week. But yeah, so he ended up retiring. And Cy Young's is like the most coveted award for pitchers. So that's crazy. And then Riley will also be very happy about this. But the tr- so Netflix announced that there will be a 2024 docu series that'll be featuring the Boston Red Sox. Um, for me, <laughs> I would have preferred to see an MLB docu series first, kind of like Quarterback, Drive to Survive, Breakpoint, um, all of those. Netflix has very very good sports shows, and I really really should get into them because I've watched about two episodes, two and a half, three episodes of Drive to Survive, and then my sports lit teacher had me watch one in class. I've watched no episodes of Quarterback, 
shocking, I know. I just, like, because all of those episodes are so, so long. I haven't even watched Breakpoint, which Breakpoint is tennis, if you guys don't know. Um, and they have a bunch of other ones. I'm actually going to look them up right now. So we have Full Swing, which is tennis. That would be a good one to watch. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So we got Drive to Survive, whatnot. Um, they have, like, one specifically of, like, players, but I'm trying to look for the one, I'm trying to look for the ones that are, like, more so specific to the, like, the sport more so, so, oh, Beckham, yeah, quarterback, break point, full swing, uh uh-huh. Ooh, Tour de France. Um, yeah. Those are like, yeah, Drive to Survive, whatnot. There's just like a few of them, um, that you're, you can watch on Netflix. And I really should. I, <laughs> I just suck at watching like TV shows. Um, but moving on from that, um, Clayton Kershaw is returning to the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw has been with them for so freaking long and it really it really amazes me um he is amazing though like Clinton Kershaw is just really a really a great all-time pitcher my my favorite thing about Clayton Kershaw which if you are a Lions fan if you are an MLB fan really you probably know this but Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford were friends can't remember if they were friends with his or they just went to the same high school, but yeah, either or the same school or not, they I think they were friends actually. But yeah, that that's my little fun fact of the day. I really like that. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think I heard that Clayton Kershaw was returning for like three years. Don't remember how much money it was. Um, but that's kind of like the rundown of it. Um, this one Riley will not like because. I saw her post this on her story the other day, and she seemed genuinely heartbroken, but the Padres are eyeing Jaron Duran, um, and he's an outfielder for the Sox, um, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go full-on Blue Jays here, because Jaron Duran, <laughs> I don't know how many Sox fans like him, but from the one, the one singular play I saw, Again, no hate to Jaron Duran, but he was poop. 2022. Hold up. <coughs> I believe it's July 22nd, so two days before my birthday. I have my MLB network going, and I'm watching the games as normal. And they are in the Blue Jays are versing the Boston Red Sox in Boston, in Fenway, whatnot. <sighs> but, like... The game isn't a normal game. The Blue Jays are scoring way, way too often. And for me, it's great. For Riley, not so much. Um, I'm going to try to recreate. Um, I'm going to try to recreate. Oh, my gosh. Um, is it Dan Schulman? Wow, I'm so fake right now Schulman that's not what the heck that's definitely not who I'm thinking of hold up Blue Jays play by play Blue Jays play by play there we go um it is Dan Schulman I knew it okay it came up with, like, the president of, pay, like, PayPal or whatnot. I don't know. Because um, this one wasn't Buck, but it's Buck and Dan Schulman. Buck Martinez. Um, oh, my gosh. So, it was the Rymel Tapia swing. And I can vividly remember it. I love watching it. No, I wouldn't say every day because I definitely do not watch it every day. But I love watching it any chance I get. So... Yes, if you guys see me mentioning Ryan Maltapia, he was on the Blue Jays then. 
Alright, you got this. I got this. I just can't seem to remember it. I don't know if you guys can hear this. This is ludicrous in the background. Um. Who's? Oh. Okay, Austin Davis is pitching. I don't really know much about him. Um. Yeah, so we're gonna try to, like... Oh, yeah, okay. We got, we got, we got to Come on. Alright, I'll... I'm gonna do this. This guy the deep center, but where is it? And it's oh, way over the head of Duran, who never saw it. He never saw it. Toppy around third, coming home. And inside the park, grand slam for Rymel Tapia. Okay, so basically. <laughs> That's basically my little, um, that's my Dan Schulman impression. Um, I remember watching this inning. So, top of the third, two outs, and oh my god. So, basically, Ryan Tapia. okay, I am going way in detail of this, but Jaron Duran is the reason why I'm talking about this. Basically, Ryan Tapia, it, he hits it, he goes down on his knee because he's like, yeah, like, it's gonna be caught, whatnot, like, inning's over, okay? But, and Dragon Tapia has some speed, so he's kind of, but he's kind of just trotting around the bases, and Jaron Duran, it's kind of late at night, so I get it if, like, the Fenway lights were in his eyes, but it literally goes way over the head of him. Like, it wasn't even, like, kind of close. It was completely, like, he just did not see it at all. It almost went into the bleachers. And then Jaron Duran, sorry, Riley, he's just, like, he looks back, and he's kind of just standing there, and he's not even, like, rushing to going to get the ball because Ryan Tapia is live and in play. Like, everyone's going home and whatnot, and Alex Verdugo has to run all the way from left field to come and get the ball. Like, that's horrible. Like, Jerry Rance is kind of standing there, and Verdugo is running. He is sprinting, and he's trying to throw it in. And basically, Ramel Tapia ends up getting a inside the park, an inside-the-park grand slam, and basically the Jays ended up winning 28-5. And that was one of the greatest games I've ever witnessed. Obviously, I was not there. But, yeah. Pa- Padres, Iron, Jaron, Duran. <laughs> I don't even know why I say I don't like him. Because, I mean, he was the reason why Ryan Maltapia got the inside of the park Grand Slam. I don't know. I don't know. I, I heard a lot of people, I heard a lot of Sox fans don't like him. But, that's just what I've heard. <laughs> Enough about my ranting. We're going to go to the next one. Um, Ex-Mets general manager Billy Epler is banned from the 2024 MLB season after not using the injured list properly. Um, I don't know how much this affects the Mets. Um, again, I don't, like, obviously I know the history about literally them having so much money and them choking, but I don't know how badly this affects them. Um, if it really affects them at all, but yeah, he's banned. I don't know if he just can't go into the games or if he, I don't really, I really did not really, oh my gosh, I gotta stop saying really, I did not read much into it, so I can't give you the exact rundown, but that's basically the news. Um, next two things are Blue Jays related, cause yay. Uh, the Blue Jays officially signed their Cuban pitcher, Yariel Rodriguez, to a five-year, $32 million deal. So, I've heard that he's honestly pretty good, so I am really excited to see what he can do. Um, we definitely need more pitchers, and I can't quite remember. I'm going to look up, because it's not coming to my mind at the moment, if he... He is like, I'm trying to see if he's, if he's a starter or like a reliever. Um, let's see, it's not, 
Oh my gosh. I don't like... <laughs> it's not giving me much. That's the thing. It just says he's a professional baseball pitcher. Because it's like... You have like a win-loss record. But anybody can have a win-loss record as a pitcher. Like... Oh. Oh yeah, so that's more stuff. So it just says he's a right-handed pitcher. So, okay. Um, so I don't know if he's a starter. I can't seem to find. Oh my gosh, starting pitcher? Yeah, who is right-hander? Yario Rodriguez. Um, oh, and there's nothing. Thanks, Sportsnet. Oh, I know there's stuff. Um, so, okay, so it said that, it said that he was a predominantly a starting pitcher, but does that mean that he's not anymore? So, he experienced an increase in Vila during the 2022 campaign, Sitting 94 to 96 miles per hour with his fastball and occasionally touching 100 miles per hour. During the World Baseball Classic, he averaged 95 miles per hour and topped out at 98. Not bad at all. Uh, again, like like Riley and I were talking about the other week, I would prefer a pitcher who can be more accurate but slower than a pitcher who can throw faster but not be accurate. Um... So, let's see. This end up saying, when Rodriguez eventually takes the mound for the Blue Jays, he'll become the first Cuban-born pitcher to do so for the organization. Um, it's a neat little factoid for, the, for, an, for an organization that has featured several Cuban-born position players during its history, including most recently Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Um, okay, so it's, it's really still not saying anything, so... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say whether he is a starting pitcher or not, cause it just doesn't really say. Um, but yeah, that's basically what they signed him to. Um, and then speaking of Vlad, and then speaking of the Blue Jays, Vladdy won his arbitration hearing, and his 2024 salary will end up being, uh, 19.9 million. So basically 20 million. Um, he will eventually be a free agent at the end of the 25 season. I recall hearing. Um, so, that'll be interesting to see, because, like, the 19.9 is only for the 24, so, will he have to go back to arbitration next year? I'm not great with arbitration, I don't, like, really understand the whole concept of it, it definitely confuses me, so, you know, that's my fault, but, yeah. Um, and then the next thing and the last thing for the NBA news is the Tigers ended up um, designating for assignment Nick Matone, Nick, yeah, Nick Maidon, I don't know, my bad, Tigers fans. And then the Orioles ended up um, picking him up, grabbing him off that. Um, don't really know what they'll end up doing with him. Don't really know what the Tigers have planned after DFAing him, but... I mean, I guess we'll see in the near future. So that's that's all it is for MLB. Sorry, I went on that little rant about Jaron Duran. I just really like that call by Buck Martinez. Um, get yourself a girl that can do that. And then, all right, then we have a bunch of NBA news. Um, so the in-season tournament has been renamed to the NBA Cup. I like that better. But, in my opinion, the whole purpose of the NBA Cup is just kind of stupid. Like, that's what I'm just saying. So, I don't know. It's whatever. Um, Joel Embiid is expected to be out for six to eight weeks. So, because of his surgery that we know that the Sixers failed to report and then they got fined $75,000 for it. So then that'll eventually take him out of the running for the MVP, as we were talking about last week. Um, it'll be interesting because I feel like Joel is like pretty much the front runner for MVP. Joel Embiid's 
incredible. I feel like the new frontrunner, I don't know, probably could be Doncic, maybe Jokic. It doesn't. I mean, obviously we'll see. I, I haven't really looked into the frontrunner for the MVP, but if I had to take a guess at the moment, those would be who it is because I definitely don't think it's LeBron. And then, oh my gosh, this is so exciting as a Pistons fan, even though they just snapped that <laughs> record today. Uh, Pistons ended up getting back-to-back wins for the first time since week one. So it was against the Kings and the Trailblazers. Um, yeah, so as a Pistons fan, I was very stoked to see that. But then Saturday today, they literally lost the Clippers uh, by six. I mean, they played a great game against them. It's definitely been interesting to see how up and down they've been because sometimes they play like crap against the worst teams and really good against the best teams. And so it's really, really weird. It's just like, what? Like, like it's almost like an identity, an identity crisis. Like, what the heck? And then... This, this is what went down this week for the NBA. The 2024 NBA trade deadline tracker. Oh my gosh. There was just so much. Especially, especially, oh my lord, with the Pistons. We have so much to talk about. So we, we got to definitely take a look. So February 8th. Now I'm going to go through all of this. But basically, in uh, Indiana, the Pacers, they acquired Corey Joseph for cash consideration with cash considerations, and Golden State acquired a second-round pick. Dallas um, acquired Delano Banton and Boston. Oops. Nope. My bad. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. We're going to go back up. My bad. So Dallas acquired Daniel Gafford, and Washington acquired a first-round pick and Richon Holmes, sorry. And then we're going to go back down to this. Portland acquired Delano Banton, and Boston acquired a second-round pick. Um, Boston also acquired Jaden Springer, and then Philadelphia acquired a second-round pick. So these are mostly two teams, so when I say, like, the two teams, that's how they go. Sacramento acquired Robin Lopez and cash considerations, and Milwaukee acquired nothing from that trade. Interesting. Uh, the Pacers acquired Doug McDermott, and the Spurs acquired a second-round pick from them. Milwaukee acquired Patrick Beverly, and Philadelphia acquired Cam Bain in a 2027 second-round pick. Now we're going into like a three, a three-team trade. So Phoenix acquired Royce O'Neal and David Roddy. Memphis acquired a pick swap, Utah, Watanabe, and Chimizi Metu, and Brooklyn acquired a th- three second round picks, Kieta Bates Diop, and Jordan Goodwin. So, lots of <coughs> crazy names, whatnot. Um, ooh, this one actually kind of surprised me. I don't know, okay, maybe that'll surprise me, but we'll, we'll, here, we'll see. So, in Dallas, acquired P.J. Washington, and then Charlotte, another acquiring from Dallas, Grant Williams, and then Seth Curry, yes, you heard that right, Steph Curry's younger brother, Seth, and a first-round pick. I don't know much about P.J. Washington, but is he really worth that much? Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Um... Oh my gosh. Um, we're getting into the Pistons soon. Um, Toronto, yes, I'm a Canadian. Toronto, not Toronto, um, is acquiring Spencer Dinwiddie. And Brooklyn is acquiring Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. Sorry if that's wrong. I apologize. But yeah. Ooh. Oh my gosh. This freaking one with. New York and Detroit freaking New York won it and Detroit got way more players. So New York acquires Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. Literally a week ago, I was asked who my favorite NBA player was and I legitimately said Bogdanovic. I don't know how, I don't know why. I was put on the spot 
And it's not like I willingly think about my favorite NBA player every single day. I actually said Bogdanovich. Like, I genuinely shocked myself. But then, the Troy Accord. Woo! Woo! Gotta get prepared here. <coughs> I don't know what is with me tonight. So basically, the Troy Accord. Whoa. Quint. Ooh. Um, Quentin Grimes. Evan Fournier. Malachi Flynn. Ryan. Archidia Cano, whoa, and two second round picks. But literally, Bogdanovich and Burks are better. I got a little mad when that happened. Moving on, though. Um, OKC ended up acquiring Gordon Hayward, and Charlotte ended up acquiring Trey Mann and Davis Burtons. Um, Toronto acquired Kelly Olinick and Ochai. Agbaji and Utah acquired Kira Lewis, Otto Porter, and a 2024 first round pick. And then, to wrap out the day, uh, Philadelphia acquired Buddy Heald, and Indiana acquired Marcus Morris, Furkin Korkmaz, and three second round picks. Um, I don't know. I did see a video that Buddy Heald like, hit a three pointer and Philly was going crazy, so maybe I'll end up being good for that. So, that was everything that happened the 8th, so, like, the end. And then the 7th is not as fun, but we'll see. So, Minnesota ended up acquiring, sorry, Monte Morris, and Detroit ended up getting Shake Millen, Troy Brown Jr., and get this, a 2030 second-round pick. Who in their right mind... It was for a, like, like, okay, 25, 26, 27, maybe 28. It's like, whatever. 29, stretching it. 2030? You're in 2024, girl. You're probably going to freaking forget about this pick. Like, oh my God. Who in their right mind would go for a 2030 second round pick? That's crazy to me. I don't... They were not standing on business, I swear. Anyways. Boston acquired Xavier Tillman. Don't know how Bo- don't know how Riley feels about that. And then Memphis acquired Lamar Stevens, a 2027 second round pick via Hawks. And, and, oh my gosh, a 2030 second round pick via the Mavericks. Like... Here we have that reoccurring theme again, 2030. Like, hello? It, it's just really random. And I just got pulled to an ad. I just, I, I really just want to say that. Like, it's so random. Um, oh, oh, no, okay, we're good. And then, I believe this is the last one. Yes. And then Detroit again. We acquired Simone Fontachio. Um, probably butchered that. <coughs> and Utah acquired Kevin Knox, the draft right to Gabrielle Pachita, in a 2024 second round pick via the Wizards. It was kind of like a hectic trade. Don't know really why we did it. I liked Kevin Knox. Uh, I loved Alec Burks, and obviously I loved Bogdanovich, but nope. Okay. But yeah, so that's actually the end of all of the NBA trade deadline. It was kind of quiet until that last day, especially with the Pistons. Like, hello? But yeah, so that's, that's the end of the NBA news. Definitely was able to take longer than I expected, which is actually great because with Riley, no, like, no hate to her. She literally said that she loves to yap. I don't have my yapper here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyways... Moving on to NHL news, as a Leafs fan, as an Austin Matthews fan, T. Matthews won the All-Star game. Heck to the frickin' yeah. My guy, Justin Bieber, won. Yes. And then, I'm going to go into my little debate of the podcast. So, you'll, you'll, see, what, you'll see what I end up doing. So, um, Austin Matthews ended up being the All-Star game MVP. 
my debate of the podcast was what is was Alex Debrinket Red Wings me also as a Red Wings fan was he snubbed from the All-Star Game MVP as as an okay if I was not a Wings fan or a Leafs fan I would say yes I'm a fan of both of them, and I still say yes. I think that Debrinket was completely snubbed. Completely snubbed out of being the All-Star Game MVP. I mean, like, not that, not that obviously it really matters, but he put on one heck of a game. And all that just so your hometown player can win. Like, I love Austin Please, do not get me wrong. But even last year, I think it was, what, Dylan Larkin that got snubbed from um, All-Star MVP? It's like, I know that you want a player from the city to win, but it doesn't work like that. The player who had the best game should be the player that wins. So, surprisingly, in my opinion, I think that Debrickett was snubbed completely um might need to take a little bit of a look at a look at back at that um the 2025 winter classic will be held at wrigley field winter classic is a huge thing in hockey um it's been going on for years very big uh tradition whatnot and it'll be held at wrigley field wrigley field is so historic uh there's not much i can say about this but i mean It'll probably be a good game. I imagine, or I imagine, no, it'll most likely, obviously, be the Blackhawks being played there, um, if it's, if it's at Wrigley. But yeah, so Wrigley is a super historic stadium, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, and then the Golden Knights actually ended up snapping the Oilers' 16-game winning streak. That's actually crazy. I did not know that the Oilers are that good. Obviously, I know that the Oilers are good, but I didn't think they were, like, that breathtakingly good to have a 16-game winning streak. And I'm not an Oilers fan, so I don't know whether or not, like, all they did was play, like, really bad teams. But, I mean, a 16-game winning streak in any sport is very, very, very impressive. So, that's a little shocking. And then this one's actually very... This part of the news is... Um, maybe the best of the entire podcast. We'll see. This is pretty cool, though. But the NHL announces its return to the Olympics. Um, that'll be huge. A lot of, like, pro sports are saying yes to going either back to the Olympics or going to the Olympics. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's really cool. Like, I know a lot of, um... NHL players were missing out on that for a while, so that'll be very, very fun, I imagine, for them. Um, Just fun for really the entire country, like a USA and Canada, that would be good. So that also um, wraps up our NHL news. Um, Again, that was my debate of the podcast, whatnot. But we have some college football news. So ex-Giants, he was their coach, I think think he was their defensive coordinator but Wink Martindale will become Michigan's defensive coordinator oh my gosh as a Michigan fan oh my lord Michigan is in shambles right now like absolute shambles practically everybody that was with Harbaugh has left either to get a better job somewhere or mainly because they want to be with Harbaugh and I get wanting to be with Harbaugh, but as Michigan says, those who stay will be champions, and I don't care that we just won the natty, those who stay, stay is the key word, I would write it in all caps, I will write it in all caps, because Bo Bo Schembechler himself said it so those who stay will be champions i'm just saying 
because it doesn't seem like anybody else wants to be a champion. I would go into some other talk, but I don't want to get on any team's bad side. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. So my dad said that he really likes this pickup. Um, he said that he's very good. So I'm very excited to see how he is. And I'm going to college basketball news. These two are actually very exciting. Um, so unranked Michigan ended up beating number 11 Wisconsin in a thrilling matchup. Um, I mean, they beat them by quite a few points. Like, literally today as well, though, Rutgers beat Wisconsin. Rutgers? What? Like, and it wasn't even close. They actually crushed the crap out of them. It was genuinely surprising. But, yeah, Rutgers also beat, um, Michigan, or, uh, my bad, uh, Wisconsin. And both of them, Michigan and Rutgers, were both unranked, so... That's a little crazy, and this is what I'm so excited about, because if you guys do not know, I am also an IU fan. My dad went there, but basically today, Sunday, IU plays its biggest rival, number two, Purdue. Oh my gosh, it is at Purdue, sadly. Last time IU played Purdue, they lost. I actually, I'm going to look and see how the game is right now, um, because I genuinely don't know, and obviously, per do my wi-fi went out and so you know not doing good right now oh my gosh okay there we go so the game right now it's 15 to 12 first half purdue is winning so nothing really to be worried about eh okay hmm as in as an iu fam I think that every single person can agree that they all hate Zach Eady. And <laughs> in my opinion, I do not think that he should have won, like, the player of the year. I was really pissed off when he did win because IU literally beat Purdue twice last year. And not that that's saying, like, why he shouldn't have been chosen. But <laughs> I, I just got some, like, weird beef and I don't even know why I do it just I had beef with him so sorry Zach ED for some reason you ever feel like listening to this um <laughs> but yeah hopefully in my opinion I, ho- I pr- hope that IU can win because that'll hand Purdue its third loss which would be great um so that is also it for our college basketball news and now we have some other sports news um nothing too much um, but for some of you fans of other sports out there, you might want to hear this. So, some soccer news. Yes, crazy. Girls love game day, girls love game day talking about soccer. Riley plays soccer. I used to, but I don't really follow it, and I don't know if she does. Does it, to me, it doesn't seem like she does, but sorry, Riley. But basically, French soccer superstar... Kylian Mbappe is going to be joining Real Madrid this summer. So, if you don't know who Kylian Mbappe is, if you watched the World Cup in 2022, and I was actually talking about this with my dad today. If you watched the 2022 World Cup, Argentina versus France, it was a thrilling matchup. Absolutely thrilling. I loved watching it. It was tremendous. But basically... So, I believe that Argentina was up 3-1 with, like, a few minutes left to go in regulation and whatnot. But then, Kylian Mbappe scores a goal, so it's like, oh my gosh, it's 3-2. And then, Kylian Mbappe scores another one, and it's like, oh my god, like, it's now tied. Like, Argentina and France are now tied and whatnot. I'm like, oh my gosh. France ended up losing. I was actually at MetLife Stadium watching Lions and Jets. And literally mid, like, I'm pretty sure the Jets announcer was announcing the O-line. And everybody just starts going crazy because Argentina ended up winning. Um, I And I have the video of it. It's actually quite amazing to, like, witness. Um, but, yeah. 
it was so Kylian Mbappe, huge soccer superstar. If you don't know what Real Madrid is, Real Madrid is obviously set in Madrid. Madrid and Spain talked about it earlier in the podcast. Um, but um, soccer super superstar Lionel Messi spent a lot of his career at Real Madrid. That's kind of where he became like very very popular. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you know it's messy. You know, like he's just been such a huge, like he was such a huge part of that team. I know so many people with Real Madrid messy jerseys, but yeah. So he's gonna be joining Real Madrid. So, um, Kili Mbappe plays on um the. PS, oh, that's not, that's Killian Hayes, plays on the PSG, which is the Paris Soccer Club, I believe, nope, yes, there you go, sorry, um, yes, so the Paris Soccer Club, or PSG, sorry, wait, oh my gosh, PSG, Paris, whoops, I am so wrong, my bad, y'all, don't flame me for this, okay, I'm sorry, Paris Saint-Germain FC, so, yeah, um, so PSG is in, what is it, in League One? Okay, the top division of French football, I call it soccer, but French football, I guess. And then Real Madrid is, gosh, how many? Okay, so I think the main... I think the main league they're in is La Liga, and I don't quite obviously know the difference between La Liga and, um, I don't really quite know the difference between La Liga and League One, but they're two different things. <laughs> that's really all I know. Um, so that's like just some news about Kylian Mbappe. Hopefully we can talk about more soccer. I used to play soccer. I used to love, 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 love it. Actually, I do know more soccer right now. Actually, I, I think it was Alex Morgan is not set to join the women's national team this this year. So I believe what they're trying to say is um, she's not going to join it for the uh, Olympics. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's actually the team. I would imagine. I would assume. But I'm like, what? Because Alex Morgan was my girl back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Like... I loved Alex Morgan. Huge, huge fan of her. But yeah, so I don't believe she's joining it. And I was shocked really to find that out. I don't know why again, but that's pretty much it. And then NASCAR news to finish this off. Um, Denny Hamlin ended up winning the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. That race ended up being moved up a day um, because of all of the insane rain California got. Um, and so that if, it, if you guys watched it and it looked like there's literally nobody there, that's because it was moved up an entire day, which is crazy. Um, but then next Sunday is the Daytona 500, which I'm, I'm so excited about because I can't freaking watch it. And I'm not complaining that I can't watch it because the reason that I can't watch it is because I'm going to be going to a Michigan and Michigan State girls basketball game um, at the Chrysler Center. So I'm not complaining for that reason. But I also, like I told you guys, I would really like to get back into, um, not back into, um, into, sorry, uh, NASCAR, and this is not helping my goal I'm striving for. But yeah, and so then, I don't know, that's, that's I'm a little nervous about. And then picks of the week, we're going to go back into what we did last year, or last week, just in case you guys did not remember. But basically, um, I am picking the Chiefs, and Riley is picking the Niners. I believe the 49ers are still um, favored at the moment, which I kind of think is crazy. But I also don't quite know. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, interesting I hope the Chiefs win as an avid Taylor Swift fan and as a I have beef with the Niners 
I don't have beef with the Chiefs because we beat them this year. If I if we had lost, I would have major beef with them, but we didn't, so I don't at the moment. At the moment is the key phrase right there. But yeah, so that's why I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Low key might end up wearing all my Taylor Swift stuff tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that is it for episode ten. Uh, I'm really surprised at how long I ended up talking. I'm again <laughs> very surprised because I was not expecting myself to yap and yap and yap, but it was very, very fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm so, so sorry that Riley could not come on this week, but obviously she will be back next week. We're looking to get a guest in. All our guests seem to be so busy. But yeah, I hope you guys um, liked the podcast. Hopefully it wasn't too awkward for you, but um, hope you guys enjoy your whole week. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys.